0: They come, they come like malaria that
1: what
2: of Congo Vision Forum. Our guest today is uh, Saeed Yenga Kakese Dibinga. Saeed Kakese Dibinga wears a lot of hats. Uh, He's an advocate for uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo, an activist, a publisher, a writer, a media producer. Oh, he also teaches technology in a charter school in the LA uh, area. Uh, He was born in the the Democratic Republic of Congo, but he's lived in this country for more than 25 years. Mr. Katese, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, Fine, uh, thank you. Uh, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, We're going to discuss uh, the situation in the Democratic uh, Republic of Congo. Let me start off by asking you what your assessment of the current situation in the URC is.
0: It's a joke. You know, it, 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 it's really a joke. It, 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 the situation at the RC, it just seems to be getting worse by the day, by the minute, by the hour. It just seems like people are just, you know, interested in saving their own face instead of saving the people that they're, they're supposed to be there for. And I think yeah. after all the hopes and aspirations and dreams and activity we have for our recent election, I think it was just basically uh, mm-hmm. an election to maintain the status quo right now. Nothing's getting better and people just seem to be looking out for their
2: own interests and they is not want people voted for uh, You've been following the situation in DRC. Uh, do you have an update on uh, the peace talks that are taking place in uh, Nairobi, uh, Kenya, between the government, the Congolese government, and uh, the CNDP rebels? Hey, actually, I do. I spoke to someone in Nairobi about uh, on
0: my way to where uh, I am right now. They, the update is that they, they're going to continue the peace talks in January, um, uh, including the people are complaining that the government is uh, occupying uh, towns and villages vacated by the rebels. And on top of that, there's a, and if you go to, um, there's words coming out that a uh, businessman of Rwanda, who's making a month off a on the week out of Congo, he's upset now with the UN report being put forward that he's um, has uh, been also. So the peace accords right now are on um, standby until the middle of January with another joke because, you know, people are still dying, so what are they waiting for?
2: Uh, You're doing a wonderful job with your uh, radio. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your radio? What is its mission and what is your target audience? Uh,
0: My mission is basically to to speak so truthfully, not as an intellectual, not as a government official, not as an academic not that someone trying to get a job anywhere and trying to be friends with anybody, basically to speak the truth about what's going on, presenting the facts as they are so that people can't say they did, you know, and presenting the facts, you know, whether it makes people look good or look bad or just letting people know what's going on. And the target audience is really the colleagues themselves who are looking for uh, uh, another venue along with Vision and other forums to hear what's going on back home, going on back home, and outside of the Congolese um, community, the diaspora, if you want to say, um, it's all those people who are trying to figure out a way to be an ally, a true ally of Congo, but the information they're getting is making it sound so complicated, you don't know where to begin. So I'm hoping to reach out to them saying, this is the situation, this is what's going on, ABC, not what you want to do. That's
2: it. And how long have you been around? Or how long has your radio been around? It's actually a little
0: over a month now. I believe we started in November. Um, I heard the report. I heard an interview on one of these other stations out of D.C. So we started, I think it was uh, the first week in November. So about two months now.
2: Why do you think Congo war stories appear rarely on local news in the United
0: States? Because people are making too much money on what's going on back home in different ways. I mean, they want to talk I mean, for example... um, Coney just killed 35 more people um, up there on the border of Uganda. A uh, Ugandan war crashed in Congo a couple days ago. But what's happening is that there's this fatigue. I don't think it's uh, uh, okay. Who can we focus on for this month? And unfortunately, Congo is not having the advocates like they are for Darfur or for Rwanda or for uh, the, uh, you know, Houston, Ukraine. You know, we don't have that. So that's what the scenario is right now. They, you know, people talk about what's going on in Congo, but they always refer to it as a humanitarian crisis, Refugees going from Goma to Bukavu or from wherever, wherever, but they never talk about what's the root cause it. But what I see, we don't more of those stories coming out now. But that's the main reason. They don't want to talk about, you know, because these corporations are making money off what's going on back home, and they're not really interested in talking about the truth and have their hands, you know, showing that they have blood on it.
1: Let me have your,
2: your take on uh, the root cause uh, uh, of the, the, the crisis in uh, DRC, I wrote a paper on that. Uh, uh, what is your take on that? What is the root cause?
0: Rwanda. <laughs> I mean, it basically comes down to, and this isn't like Rwanda, Rwanda State, it's Rwanda to electric state Uganda and the Congolese within DRC aligned with them. You know, Rwanda's main, you know, if people know the true story about the, the genocide back in 94, a lot of people don't know if there were actually American troops in Rwanda, and uh, Burundi actually that was be mobilized, but the Rwandans, Kadami, he was telling the Americans don't come in, he told the UN don't come in, we're going to fight you. The French said, You know what, forget you. We need to stop saving these people regardless of our alliance or differences, we need to stop the genocide. There was actually a point in western Rwanda, east of the border of the DRC, outside of Kivu where the French army was actually in literally in combat against the Zambian rebels. But, you know, it was from that moment on that Rwanda decided, Hey, look, our interest is paramount to anybody else's and, you know, the West was feeling guilty with Rwanda. They used that to their advantage, you know, the battered wife right syndrome. But the root cause is, is basically Rwanda. They feel it's, it, they are justified to invade Congo whenever they want. They feel they're justified, you know, to Congo whenever they want. They feel like they can, they can support any militia whenever they want because they feel that they will abandon, even though they're the ones that basically almost brought the genocide upon themselves by prolonging it, by not negotiating with anybody, including the ex Rwandan government that was in exile. So the root cause is Rwanda in reference to minimal expo- expo- uh, exploitation and land exploitation. They want the land in the cable, case And the people supporting Rwanda in the West and other African countries, they're all using Rwanda as a middleman to exploit Congo. So that way they're not have to deal with the government and do it officially.
2: And what about the French? Uh, I mean, these are the people who brought uh, the Interamo uh, into the the Kibo region. Uh, mm-hmm. Should they uh, be more involved in trying to uh, Help, uh, send them back home, or what role do you think they should play right now?
0: They should. They should have a. They should have a, a very forceful role in sending them back home. I mean, we, you know, us as Congolese, and a lot of us have our issues with the French. They're not exactly, you know, uh, the uh, how we say the uh,
3: the. Uh,
0: of prosperity when it comes to the continent, but the French, you know, yeah, they, they allow the Hindu you know, into the country. But they also created a buffer zone in Rwanda to separate uh, the refugees going to Congo uh, from the RPF who were hunting them down. But I believe the French should be involved. And in fact, you look at uh, the Turi region when the French led um, military force got involved there, they basically brought that situation with the Lemon and Hindu to a resolution very quickly. Unfortunately, one day left, Uganda started getting back into the E-Tree region, and started the situation. But the French, they need to be in the front of this. They need to be in the front saying, we have to resolve this situation. We do have a part to play on what the situation is going on. Don't end the harm way, no problems in the, highway, no problem, the key. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Uh, how can Congolese citizens around the world be uh, more involved in uh, being part of the solution?
0: They need to be like, you know, the thing with Vision. And you guys have been out there for a long, I mean a long time. Congo i let me give you an example. Congo Vision is one of those, ones, you know, your portal.
3: The UN will come out and say there are reports of R- Rwandan soldiers in Goma and Bukavu. But then Congo Vision will put up footage
0: of the Rwandan soldiers in Bukavu, Goma with Rwandan ID. And I think what we need to do is stop being reactionary. A website was made about some new federalist state. People and all the colonies reacted. What we need to do is stop arguing amongst ourselves, look at the country, and really start advocating by saying, you know what, let's tell our story, let's put the media out there, let's do a short story, a short film, a short play, or something like that. And let's really start unifying beyond the ethnic lines and the ethnic divisions we have back home. You know, there's too many people who are saying, well, the Swahili phones are responsible for this the Kabila. And the Swahili phones saying, well, the Lingala phones are responsible for this one, under Babutu. You know, you're coming from our Congo, I'm coming from Myanmar. You know, it's you know, still our country. So what we need to do is support the congo vision, support the people out there who have very little resources and are doing what they need to do. And so, let's get the word out. Let's use the media like the way the Rwandans did. And that's how the Rwandans did it. And what they did was they linked their situation to the Jewish situation. Well you know, we have an extermination going on. So we should link, you know, link our situation to any mass killing around the planet. So that's what we need to start doing as Congolese. Start using the media. Conference is a night, nice, dissertation is a night, nice, paper is a night, nice, but let's stop using the media to say, this is what's going on in the simplicity, here are the facts in the simplicity, and what do you want to do? And if they don't want to do anything, at least, we guess, at least they can't say to we need to know. There
2: you go. Okay. And the crisis in uh, DRC has produced what is known as uh, the worst humanitarian disaster of our time. There is a perception uh, that uh, very little is being done uh, to end the crisis. Why is the United States not running in uh, Rwanda uh, and uh, Uganda or even DRC to force a definitive solution to the crisis?
0: Because they 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 have a conflict of interest. If there's no crisis, then they have to do business in a legitimate, and transparent way. If there is a crisis, then you know they don't have to. I mean, everybody knows all of a sudden after 96, Rwanda's export, exporting minerals. I mean, Rwanda has as much mineral as the parking lot behind the building I'm standing in right now. And, you know, all of a sudden they're exporting gold and all these minerals and all these, uh, uh, you know, diamonds and coal And you got it to, a, to a lesser extent. It's a conflict of interest, you know. You want to deal with the government in Kinshasa and do it transparently, and there's the government that you wanted. Or well, you know what? Let the humanitarian crisis uh, escalate, and we'll just deal with the middlemen. So we can say we didn't know where it came from, but you know we'll give lip to service to we need to uh, support the peace treaty in Nairobi. We need to support the ICD in South Africa. Lip service. The U.S. and the the, the British won't get involved because you know other colonies also aren't fortunate to get involved. There was more excitement about Obama's uh, President Obama uh, election by the colonies it was about raising awareness about what's going on in Senkado and the American support for it. The biggest embassy right now in Africa is being built in Rwanda. So what does that tell you? And
2: exactly what should the U.S. do to uh, help the Congo out? How can it uh, help make a difference?
0: How about the aid to Rwanda? It's, it's, it's that simple. If you see, if you see, if you see uh, the Irish did it, the Dutch did it, the Swiss are doing it, when well, you see these reports of the slaughter the and the taking of they just cut off the economic aid to the country. As you've there, Rwanda is a state. Most of their budget comes from outside the country. All the United States has to do is do like the Israelis did to cut off the money. Say, so, hey, if you don't resolve this right now, you're not going to get any money. Rwanda have no other options but then to pull back. And if the situation is that, you cut off the table delays. You know, Rwanda the legs on the table. The table is in Corda. So you get rid of, you know, you deal with Rwanda in that situation, then you deal with in But that's the easiest way. Diplomatic and won't work. Just start threatening economic aid to the country. Resolve it or cut off your aid. A month of no economic aid in Rwanda will have a lasting effect in the Great Lakes
2: Yeah, it, it goes without saying that the US uh, needs to show a greater resolve and more leadership to help end the crisis in, in DRC. As long as it doesn't do anything, uh, nobody else is going to get involved. The, the international uh, community is not going to get involved, and yet this is the same international community through the UN that authorized the French uh, to bring the Hutus the, the into the Congo in 1994. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, why isn't the same international community helping return the remaining Rwandan Hutu militiamen uh, uh, to their their country?
0: Because what's going on is that we as colonel uh, are not forcing the issue. That you know. What happens is that a lot of us in, in, in the government community and abroad, again this is you're, my view my, and my opinion, so it's my answer into this scenario, too okay. many of us, uh, there's a saying that my mother shared with me in Chiluba in reference to, you know, we don't ask the fox the, the, the to wash the hen house we ask the chicken to do that. And by that, it means that too many of us are looking outside to other people to do a right for Congo. The one thing about the Rwandans, regardless of what we say about the guys, they look out for their own interests first. Uh, even though we know the fact that their own interest benefits everybody else's interest, we as Congress we, we tend to put everybody else's interest first before our our, our, our So Congo made a decision to say, you know what? Forget what the Americans have to say. Forget what the West has to say. Forget what South Africa has to say. We got eight million dead. We got twelve hundred dying a month. We got forty five thousand dying, you know, dying. We have, you know, twelve hundred dying a day, mm-hmm. forty five thousand dying a
1: month. Forget
0: fine. this, it's the ninety six day, we're gonna do what we need to do, we're gonna follow the military. If no one likes it too bad, they have their yeah. shot. We have a justification as ROE and our national sovereignty and integrity to do what we need to do for the country. But unfortunately, two, 65% of our budget is coming from outside around the country, including the U.S. So what's happening is that we're putting our national rights and sovereignty in other people's hands. So once the Congolese say, okay, Americans, look, we have you to do this for so much time. With Mobutu, we try to get rid of him, you can't support him. The British, we try to get rid of those guys, you can't support those guys at the time. Rwanda, here's the situation, you know it's going to support Rwanda. You support the guy. She support the motivation. You know what? Forget it. We're going to do what we need to do for our country all day. And then if people want to have questions about what that really happened, well, we know what the effect would be. Look what happened okay. when, Chuck, when Congo said, you know what, we're not going to do business with the IMF and the World Bank. We're going to do this big, we're going to do this deal with China. And you saw the reaction that the Americans of the West had very quickly. Wait a minute, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, uh, we have to reevaluate uh, our situation in Congo. Once we start doing that, then you'll see the West falling into place in reference to reference supporting uh Congo. Because watching what the Western people like is they like a strong power anywhere. And they'll align with that strong power anywhere. And that's the, the situation we have to have in the We can the situation by taking matters into our own hands, then people will go along with us. Otherwise we're dead. And dying. the rebel
2: leader, uh, Laurent Kunda is a former uh, Army officer of the, the Rwanda Defense Forces. He claims to stop the genocide of his uh, Tutsi uh, ethnic group in the Congo. Is it acceptable that more than 5 million Congolese lose their lives to protect the Tutsi minority in the Congo? No,
0: nope. because basically what's coming down to is that in Kuna, sooner or later, as they, as, what they, as they work, the saying goes, what goes around comes around. There is not a justification in the world. The truth is you know, what have you, but you mm-hmm. or whatever they're calling themselves this week, and I'm not saying in a racist way. It's just to the names change every every other week. There's a minority within a minority within a minority. I mean, they couldn't go a village in Hukama. So for you, you to stand there and say, Okay, well, Oprah and Edison Cooper were defending the rights of the minority to Tutsi. Okay, yes, we're killing thousands of, of Bashi. Yes, we're killing some Baku, we're killing Baluba. Yes, we're killing the, the Shawnee. Yes, we're killing some Baku, but we have to defend the rights of the Tutsi. He has no right to, to do that. And for people to believe that story is really ridiculous. All he's doing basically is creating the death warrant for all the Tutsis when one day he's removed from his situation. And I'm just going to look around and they're going to hear people saying, you know what, you supported Nkunda. Well, first you're saying you're calling to leave, and you want to defend the country. But the man who's got a comes in the picture and says Partic- particular, particularly Now you're Trixie first, and you're calling to leave maybe second. So look what, this, this what's going to happen. You took out my village. We're going to come and get you. That's the situation you could have created. It happened in Rwanda in Burundi. Yeah, the it's a bad excuse for a joke. we got uh, a almost 8 million dead. What can you say to keep defend the tricky? It's a joke. And everybody.
2: And by the way, uh, Congo has more than 400 ethnic groups. Most of Uh them are minority groups. Exactly. Uh, Darfur is getting a lot of attention. Why do you think uh, Darfur gets more attention than Congo?
0: Because you know, anytime it's it's a situation of it's quote unquote Arab oppressing the blacks, whereas a clear division like South Africa. Where it's the minority white oppressing the majority blacks and the colors yeah. and those people, whatever, then people can relate to that. They you can know? so say, well, the Arab militias, the Arab, militia, Arab Janjaweed, the Arab, you know, the West, what have you, are oppressing these poor little black Africans in Darfur. That's what it comes down to. And then basically, you tie that the aspect of the anti-Muslim ideology that seems to be very prevailing. People can relate to that very easily. But what a lot of people don't know is half the genre came from Darfur. And it was the Darfurian rebels that started the whole fight in the first place. And they used the Darfurian civilians as shields against the Contour Army who was fighting against the guy, fighting against Durang in the South. So when it comes to Congo, the Baluba, the, the Bapusu, the Songhe, the Bahambo. You're looking at black persons fighting black persons. People can't, I, I can't, can't identify with that. People can't, can't pick the good side, what have you. It's almost like black-on-black crime in America. You know, but you know, if a white police officer kills a black guy, then that's very easy to define. If a black police officer kills a black guy, then how do you change racism? So that's the situation yeah. in Congo.
2: And uh, uh, you see a game being played by uh, uh, Western media whenever they talk about uh, the victims of uh, the Congo conflict. The media uh, often talks about the cause of death: uh, starvation, diseases. Uh, they don't stop by just giving the, uh, the, the the number of victims. They need to add uh, the, the the cause of death. Uh, uh, could you could you expand on that? Oh, it's
0: definitely I guess, I, I you but that really just irritates me. He goes back to when they talk about our Jewish brothers and sisters dying in the Holocaust. They always they will say six million dead. They won't say six million raped to death, starved to death, executed, gassed, whatever. They'll just say six million dead. Period. Case closed. When it comes to the killing fields in Cambodia, or the uh, the Khmer Rouge or whatever, they'll say 1.2 million or a million were killed. Rwanda, that, that, that's the case. Quote. When it comes to Burr, when it comes to Rwanda, they'll say 500,000 or half a million. You know, what we they'll say Tutsi the and minority. You know, that little simplistic thing for it. But they'll say straight up, you know, straight there. They won't say got run over by a car. They won't say they died from disease. They won't say they died from hunger. They won't say they died in the gas chamber. They won't. They'll really say dead. They want to come to God's turn and they want to say, 200,000 have died. 200000 died. not from dehydration, not from like a long stretch, not from like, you know, king the world, they just say 200000 dead. that's it, Then they'll say $1.2 million displaced, that's it, but well, when it comes to the colonel, well, well, excuse me, I guess we must be different or something like that because they have to quantify the fact that, well, you know, 5.4 million have died, but you know, most uh, of those are death and formation. Well, you know, if I'm starving to death out there in the cables, I'm not thinking uh, about the appendix of, dear Lord, I died because I stopped to death, I'm dead. Death is debt. So, what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell you that, you know what, first off, we're five, we have this stereotype that we're a bunch of poor Africans that have nothing to eat, like the family, it's an old Pondu. Instead of saying the fact that, you know, 5.4 million, and that's an understatement, because the Red Cross was 5 million back in 2003, and I have a document to prove it. What about 7 million dead? And all they wanna say is to me, to you, to the to the advocates out there, the people of Congo, they wanna say, But you know they mostly die from death and starvation. Like there's a justification for why they died. Because what happens is they come out and put the report on on the headline that says seven million Carnival dead, murdered because of this, then the international community is gonna be forced to get this is, is gonna be forced to intervene. But if you justify the death, you don't have to get involved to prevent the death. There you go. She just really hear you just really irritates me. It is so disrespectful, disrespectful, not just as Colonel Lee, but as human beings because you're justifying our death. Well, how how come this person died of disease? They couldn't get to the hospital because they went off to the field and they got raped. When they went down the road, they got kidnapped and made the child soldiers. When they went down the road, they got killed. And then when they got to where they thought the hospital was going to be, it was destroyed by the rebels supported by Uganda and Rwanda. They don't say that part, this person died of disease. If they died of starvation, of course they died. They couldn't go to the field because they were supposed to be a rape, murder, or shot, or gunned down, or conscripted as a child soldier. Then the the food was being burned. The rebels came out and made a mess. out Mass exodus from Baku Baku uh down to Goma, so they couldn't eat, they're starving, they circle the camp, the IRC can't get in, the Red Cross can't get in, and you know, um, can't get in, they can't get no food, so they're starving to death. Well, why is it when our Jewish brothers and sisters were being starved to death by the Nazis, that's death. But well, when it comes to Carl Lee starving to death over there in in Bukabo or Sakib or whatever, there's a justification, that's a joke.
2: I clearly see your passion about, uh, about this uh, it's very emotional and it, it's emotional not, not only for you it's emotional for all of us all the Congolese who watch uh, what's, uh, what's happening in the Congo there is another weapon uh, that's being used uh, uh, for this genocide it's uh, sexual violence they use sexual violence to drive women away out of, that, uh, of their, their villages what do you think about that
0: you know, I remember when uh, the Taliban was running Afghanistan, and a lot of people knew what they were doing there. They would still bring uh, a very strict law of their perception of Islamic rule to the country. They destroyed the two statues and they were doing the execution and things like that. The one thing that really got people motivated, that's the right word to use, that brought attention to what was happening in Afghanistan was when uh, President Bush's wife, Laura Bush, brought the issue of the women being raped and slaughtered in that country. You saw uh, an exponential increase in support for that country. It's the same thing when they talk about Rwanda, and you see that move on Rwanda, where they show the quote-unquote women being raped and stuff like that. When you show those images, it, 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 it touches on the aspect of your humanity of seeing a woman which too often has, has been portrayed as in an lesser state, which is not true. But that, for some reason, it depends everybody. But again, when it comes to the Congo, and brother, I get emotional when it comes to this, because that's our mothers, and sisters, and grandmothers out there. When I'm seeing story of a 98-year-old woman being raped by 15 men over and over and over again, and then there's no one it's a defender, it gets me. When well, I go see uh, something like King opposed both that movie, there were some issues about it. It was too pro or worse for me. But there's a scene in there where a woman in her 90s has an arm hopped off. That's too much. Mm-hmm. You see, young girls just being brutalized. 15, 20 men kept as sex slaves, where's the outcry? Where's the outrage? My brother only called it talks about it in one of his poems when he, he has a spoken word. You know, people talk about that. The problem comes to a kind of stereotype. How is it you can have 40. Thousand
4: women, right in a period of
0: time, and you want to negotiate with the people that's doing it? What are you saying to the woman? Just like serial, serial Liberia. I hacked off your arm, but you know what? To have our peace, they're going to make me a vice president, right? They did with Roberta. They're going to make me a someone some person in parliament. What is the justification? They're not only being raped by the by the by the and the Ugandas the supporting them. They're being raped again because they're not they still, they're not being defended by anybody. Then these foreign governments come up with their little NGOs and they start doing these little shelters and things like that and start telling the Sylvester's and the Saeed and the Omicongos and the Franklin Katoundas about how we need to interact with our own colored women. Our co they have been a you know, Mobutu had an issue, you know that. But I cannot you can correct me. I don't remember a massive Sexual acts isified. Take a place in the evils, It can get you shots, up and a It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
2: And even what more has to
0: happen for people to realize there's a extermination going on. Because the minute Celeste or Congo Vision or whoever takes matters into the, in the own hands, then they're going to come say, well, you know, we have to have a peace conference to justify uh, no more slaughter extermination. What about mm-hmm. the 40,000 40, that being away? How many villages have, that, ha- have been destroyed because of that? That's a joke. Yeah. That's a joke. I'm done. Lisa, I'm done.
2: Lisa Jackson uh, talks about this in uh, her documentary. Uh, uh, what's the title again, The Greatest Silence? Um, and it's, I watched the documentary with tears in my eyes. Um, in 1994, the international community stood by as more than 800,000 Tutsi and moderate Hutu were slaughtered in Rwanda. The world I vowed know. not to allow such a tragedy to occur again. Why is it not al- allowing it to occur now?
0: I know that's something that always comes up when I ask some people. You know, you want to ask, when does never again happen? When does never again become never again? It goes, it, it, it's kind of funny because I think two weeks ago a paper came out on, uh, I think some powerful intellectuals in the United States got together and they put together a paper that they want to give to uh, President-elect Obama. In reference to the, the u.s. policy towards uh, genocide prevention and as i was reading it i was getting so nauseous and laughing at the same time because it kept saying week. it kept saying when the next genocide appears this what should happen when the next humanitarian appears this would happen when the next catastrophe of, of, of slaughter of people this would happen as if it's not happening it now Exactly. Just by the reading of that, the reader being convinced that well, there's not. I guess nothing's happening now, and it's the same thing coming back to Darfur. People always say we can't have another Rwanda happen in Darfur. We can't have another monastery happen in Darfur. Well, what about Congo? Come on, give me a boy. You so know, this whole situation uh, uh, of, of people standing by and watching it—it's it, a joke. It's just it's too many people have too many interests to have this thing perpetuate. It's hard to believe for some people that. The very Tussees who, who survived the genocide in Rwanda. And you never hear a carnival justified. We always say it's not right what happened. Whatever scenario, people find it hard to believe that the very survivors are the perpetrators of an extermination in Congo. People cannot conceive that. All they have to see is sometimes in April. All they have to do is watch Oprah when she talks about the FDLR. All we gotta do is keep asking. Well, he talked about the Rwandan Hutus. Oh, he actually the greatest scientist. Well, he she talked about the, the Rwandan Hutus and all his people. The, 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 the idea that the very people who are called survivors are not the murderers has not been presented to the masses. And that's what people seem to forget. When we got invaded in '96 and we got invaded in '98, of those that suffered in the Rwandan genocide came into Congo to get revenge. if they couldn't find the Hutu, they took on the Congolese.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, that uh, that's that's the reason why many Congolese are now be, uh, beginning to have mixed uh, feelings about uh, the genocide in Rwanda, uh-huh. the genocide that happened in 1994. I mean, we felt really, really uh, bad and sorry for the people who were victims of uh, uh, of the, the, those uh, horrendous uh, gen- that, that horrendous genocide. Now the same uh-huh. people are coming and uh, doing the same thing in the Congo. Uh-huh. Uh, this, is, I mean. Uh, so, could you tell us a little bit about uh, the Bayindo group, uh, your your group Bayindo? Bayindo. Yeah, it's just, so it stands it's for evolving. black, right? I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Bayindo stands for black, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you ever know, ask what it means, and I think a lot of folks don't, you know, some people think I'm an Asian company. You know, I'm a with some guy out of Hong Kong. Okay. <laughs> 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 but I, yeah, it means that the block is one of our, you know, one of our numerous languages, have. It's a really set up. And I do publishing, I do film, I do graphic novels, even books. I do uh, a lot of advocacy. I do a lot of media events and uh, i kind of a like kind of scholarship fund uh, early in the 2009 under my parents and set a fellows program for uh, immigrant students, particularly Africans so they can learn things here and take it back home mm-hmm. or build a bridge if they are here with back home their uh, home country or what have you. So the problem was having so many different you know smaller companies and really managing that. So what I decided to do was create the holding company by intergroup to be basically overseeing all these smaller companies. So that's basically what it is the holding company for these smaller organizations.
2: Before we end this program, uh, let's talk about the future of uh, uh, U.S. foreign policy uh, uh, towards the Great Lakes region. We now have Obama. um, uh, Barack Obama is now the President of the United States, uh, or he's going to be soon. He's going to be sworn in soon. Um, What should we expect? I mean, we have uh, Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. uh, Many Congolese have. Feel and then uh, reserved, or a little, they, they don't really trust uh, Hillary Clinton. What do you think is going to happen?
0: Uh, Nothing will get worse. Um, it's two things, if I may, if I may slide two things in two this. One thing that's, that's hurting us. Is the image. When you have movies, when you have these documentaries like Lisa's showing women, colleagues being raped, sadly, the stereotype of us being lesser is one of the reasons why we're not getting the assistance. And now, you know, the situation of Congo is being defined as a humanitarian right, crisis with the rapes, the rapes, the rapes. So you see we movies all this, they're being raped, they're being raped, they're being raped. But, you know, it's kind of been like that for thousands of years. That's what they are, what trying to say. We as Congolese have used the media to change that image because this is not the kind of you U.S. Army member. Mm-hmm. And bringing that to the forefront when it comes to President Obama, Barack Obama, you know, way too many Congolese. I was getting text messages after he got elected were saying, saying to me that, you know, we won, we won, you know. And I'm like, what do we win? John McCain's foreign policy towards Africa was compared to President Barack Obama's foreign policy towards Africa by the same tax in Washington, D.C. And two day person, they all said, President elect Barack Obama's policy towards Africa is exactly the same as John McCain's. And John McCain is based on President Wishes. And John McCain's wife is best friend with Paul Kagame's wife. His husband was overseeing the whole extermination in the first place when he gets Kagame to go ahead and come so in. Susan Rice is now tasked to be the United Nations ambassador, a, a pending her a, a confirmation by the Senate and the House. She's the person of the assistant secretary of Africa, who basically told our ambassador in Washington, D.C., who she said was, who said the peace deal is not good for Congo. So, Dr. Rice the the came on and said, I think she's the doctor, came on and said, yes, it is good for Congo. It's good for everybody. Well, it's not about being good for anybody. It's what's good for Congo. So, now, we have a voice in the United Nations, you guys, you when was the last time she spoke about Congo? When was the last time she visited Congo during her journey around the world? And on top of that, I believe President-elect Obama was asked about about the uh, humanitarian crisis and U.S. intervention. and I mean, they referred to the Congo among other places in, during one debate. He never asked the question. So things aren't going to get, you know, things aren't going to get any better. Things may when you keep the hope of the change that people are talking about. But when you see the very people who were in the, the Clinton administration not being part of the Obama administration, and a lot of those people were very well responsible for why we're in the situation in the first place. So what are they supposed to change all of a sudden? Why are we supposed to sit back and say, oh, now we're going to have a friend of Africa? Well, he never said he was a friend of Africa during his campaign. So what's supposed to be different? And now we have Susan Rice. The only good thing that came out recently was that the UN mandate died for another year, even though I think, you know, what have they done in the years they've been there? So it's going to be very interesting to see how Susan Rice addresses that if she becomes the ambassador to the, the United States, the United Nations. So for me, I, personally, based on the record of those coming into office, Samantha Powers, the friend of Rwanda, she's a advisor for President Obama, you have Dr. Rice, you have all these other people. Sadly, for me, I don't know what role it is, will have. I foresee a change in foreign policy, and I think Barack, Barack Obama, is going to focus on domestic policy with the economy, the recession, and the unemployment. And let Secretary of State, let's call Hillary Clinton, deal with the foreign mm-hmm. policy. If that happens, nothing's going to change. You nothing's know mean? really going to change. What's never other anything about Congo. But let's
2: uh, give credit where credit is due. Um, sure. Uh, Senator Obama did. Uh, Ask President Bush to uh, initiate some actions uh, uh, towards the Congo to do something against the sexual exploitation of women um, that was taking place there. Uh, He even co-sponsored a bill for the Congo for uh, democracy promotion for the the Congo. Don't you think that uh, with that kind of uh, involvement uh, he uh, may help uh, do something for the Congo. I mean, he's going to be setting the tone. He's going to be uh, telling the administration what to do. So Hillary Clinton is going to be uh, doing what uh, Barack Obama is going to ask her to do. We'll see, because
0: I'm not, you know, I, I know about the uh, the, um, you know, the, the humanitarian, he talking about essential violence. The problem is that when he approved the measure with the other senator. And I, and I have a lot of love. And again, we all give credit what credit's due. And that's one thing I think we should do more because there are people trying to work with the Congo. So I give him credit for pushing that resolution of I think, like $52 million over two years. But that resolution was directed at American institution in the Congo. And on top of that, a, a good friend of mine, Solange, down in Miami, made a good point. We're borrowing our own money because that's $52 million over two years. If you want to Kasai, $72 million of diamonds alone leave that place every year. That's one problem. So if you do the math, we're getting less than we actually have ourselves or whatever. Once we can resolve the humanitarian crisis and that go to the sexual violence, yes, he was talking about the sexual violence, but he wasn't talking about the root cause of how they ended up being in that situation in the first place. He's talking more about rehabilitation and care for the women. Well, how are we going to address, we need to address the situation why they became victims in the first place? But you never saw this to this extent under the old dictatorship of the think So I give Barack the initiative. I give, him, I give him, much respect, much love for the bill he all pass and him speaking to a certain extent on what we need to do for the Congo. At the same time, Congo is not Namibia. We're not, you know, we're not some state that has nothing. I mean, I love my Namibians. So people on protest, you know, take it out on me. Congo, so, we shouldn't be getting foreign aid when we have our aid under our feet. This is the problem. They're giving us 50, it's like those little check cashes, these places are going to be drawing the bank account. You have your $100 check and they take 5% out. They're giving us $52 million over two years. They're taking out $72 million in one. So they're not losing any money. They're not spending money they don't have. They're giving us our own money that they're looting from us. What we need to do is have a situation. Look at China. China had nothing a couple of years ago. Now we have a, a, tr- a, 13 train, a $13 billion sovereign wealth fund. That should be Congo. But we don't need economic aid. We don't need humanitarian aid. We comes down pay off all our debts in a week. That's how much money we have. So all this stuff for sexual violence, all this stuff, the help of humanitarian aid, is trying to figure that a Congo has nothing. And if people believe Congo has, has nothing, then they won't be able to understand that Congo has everything, which is why there is sexual violence, why there is a humanitarian crisis, and why there's discrimination going on in the east. So I give much love to President Barack Obama or at least speaking up on certain issues when it comes to the DRC. But at the same time, people are being home with as Malcolm X would say, are being homewig and bamboo to believe that's the state of Congo. We as Congolese we tell let people know you know, we are not some backwater country that has nothing. We have everything you need. You want it, you want it to kill us to get it. Do business the right way and everybody is happy. But unfortunately so many people confess that we need to have aid for Congo. We need to have aid for Congo. We already have the money. That's why you're here. You're holding it from us. Does anyone want to let it, let, it, let it back to us with the interest rate? Give me a break.
2: Well, in order for the Congo to be able to do all those mm-hmm. things that you're talking about, you need uh, solid leadership in the Congo. You do have that? Do we have that? Yes. No. When I mean, we don't, I mean,
0: the. I think it was brought up that, you know, in a conversation I had recently, the person of my maybe they did know who they are. <laughs> so, but we don't. We have, when, when people want to come out and say, Kinshasa is supporting the FDLR, they're doing because there's no response. It's like in America when you had the Swiss boat veterans coming out abusing John Kerry, and he said nothing. Our leadership in Kinshasa needs to be not making once-a-year Christmas resolutions and Happy New Year going and 8. It needs to be in the media to the They saying, look, let's, let's, let's get the story straight. We are not supporting the FDLR. We weren't occupying Keefe for five years when Rwanda was there. Rwanda was there. Who do you think was doing business with them? the Rwandans, the Ugandans, and now all of a sudden people want to take the FDL is our problem all of a sudden when they were there, who would have been there, the French, and, but now all of a sudden it's the, the Kinshasa's problem, we want to solve this militarily, and we put 10,000 troops in the key to we'll deal with this, all yeah. the international community can running down and oh no, we have to peace people conference, we have to people for conference, forget that stuff. The leadership is not vocal, it's not up front, it's not, it's not speaking to the colony and it's not speaking on behalf of the colony they're too quiet, so Kodami can say what you want, read that and they say, oh, this must, this must be what happened in Congo, because, Samantha, so that. have you ever noticed that in a lot of these newspaper articles and on some websites, whatever, they're always asking the Rwandans, particularly Kadami and his prime minister and those guys, about their opinion, about what's going on inside of DRC, but well, they never ask the Colonel Lee, like ABILA or whoever, about what's going on in Rwanda you ever notice that? Uh-huh. Go to the website. Guy's name, you know, famous in let us know about the Congo. was going to say, Mr. what do you think about Rwanda? Well, uh-huh. how will Rwanda know going in Congo? Because they're there. They're at the shops right now. You can what? Well, anyway. <laughs> so what kind of they should do it? could you imagine if, if Obama's been, if uh, Osama bin Laden, excuse me, Mr. President, of uh, uh, LA, I won't be like Jeremiah, right? Could you imagine? Just imagine this. If Osama bin Laden was seen walking down the street in Washington D.C. or North Carolina with a 300 strong militia. Today, you think he'd be on the street the next day? The Americans would seal off the city to find him. But no. Cabrera, really? high RCD, with Wamadi Owamba and Jacques Delbosin was trying to rebuild himself as some nationally League. He was walking along with with a 300 strong militia. How many people did he want to be killed? Where was his mouth when, when we had a million, two million, three million, four million, nine million, six million colleagues killed? Where was his mouth then? But you kill a 150 Burundi Turkey, or some Turkey in Burundi, he wants a national day of mourning the morning Congo. And then he goes to the valley and says, look, we have a national day of mourning. So he called a league, or they don't want to be 50, Which one is it? So how the leadership allowed this man to walk the shop at the end of the day? It makes no sense.
2: It's embarrassing. In closing, it's embarrassing. Uh-huh. in closing, do you have any message uh, for the Congolese or for Nkunda, for, uh, for the United States?
0: Oh, I, I. here's my message to the Congolese. Congo, look, Mulogwe, over there in Kasai, Lumumba, you know, Zinga, Libanga. this isn't the Congo that they died and sacrificed for. We didn't kick out the Belgians. Just to have be like this, we don't need some form of colonial power to tell us what to do after we kicked them out, after we built that country. where We built those. No, How are they going to tell us what to do? We're Congolese. This is our country. Even Benba and those guys, as much as people dislike them, when the thought that the, the the invaders were going to dismantle the country, even Benba wasn't going to allow that. We are Congolese. We need to defend our country.
4: You Congolese youth out there, who are going
0: to the country, stop. I, the country needs you because that's the country where your culture and your roots and your past come from, and you want to have a place to go back to or visit where you can say, "This is my home." Like the hospital they're building, the clinic they're building in Kasai. To the other people of the world, to the Americans, hey look, it comes down to this: they Bosnia, you talked about what happened in Cambodia, you talked about the slaughter of Want talk about you want to talk about Rwanda? You want to talk about Coney Toney's people with the invisible children. You want to talk about what's going on to Why are you so quiet about what's going on in the Congo? Now, I'm not talking about Lee least doing the run for Congo, which is a great initiative up in the Northwest. Now, I'm not talking about Nita and those people in Washington, D.C., who who do what she needs to do, or the people up in the Bay Area. Now, I'm talking to the Americans who say, well, let or Congo, we want to do something. If you want to do something, go, to a, go talk to a Congolese." Not one that's had his own political agenda and they to a community in, in, in the United States. Go we'll talk to a colony who will present the fact of this is a story on ABCD. And ask him, what can we do? Don't tell him or her what you want to do or what you will do. Ask Mr. Sylvester, here are my resources. Which resources are going to help you in your situation? That's one thing that we have. The global community, one day, first, you know after the gun. Congo's the trigger. Other people have said, well how harmable, Africa vote. That's them shopping. Tash and throw the entire continent and sell stuff off to Europe. One day, one day in our lifetime, we're going to see Congo we it's supposed to be. And the people that want them for Congo in this situation, we're going to remember them when we get where we have to be. I'm not from a eventful way or a mean way. It's about now nah, you want to come do business with us? Where were you after the 8 million person got killed? Why are you here now? So, you have to make up your mind. You want to defend Congo with your resources and be an ally and be like the Asians who have good memories, go to help them out during the Nanking Massacre and World War II and those things, the Indochina War, what have you? Or do you want to be a person that goes to Kinshasa and that person was someone that lived in North Carolina and remembered you saying, oh, well, the Congolese, you know, they had it coming, they had it coming. You don't want that situation. You want to go to Shabbat. You want to go to Shabbat. You want to go and, Oba, Bukabu, Oboma, and say, look, here's my dossier. i was advocate for you guys. Here's my resources. What can we do? One day the going to be where it's supposed to be, where it was, Then we're going to live to see it. That's all I have to say.
2: Could you remind our listeners how they can uh, um, access your website?
0: Oh yeah, they can go to um, uh, they can go to block my race, They can go to blocktalkradio.com forward slash Said S A I D as in David, Divinga, D as in David I, B as in Bob I, N as in Nancy G A. and let people know, I'm uh, the son of Dabinga Said. They might think I'm. <laughs> 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 my father is Dabinga Said. My mom's daughter English Lela Wakabung. So a lot of people see my name, they think I'm my father. No so people, I'm the son. You can come check me out there. You can go to. I mean, on Facebook, you can go to MySpace, put in Severin. And you know, you can see some of our archive articles, you can see some clips from our Congo movies once upon a time the Congo that we talk about the wars and feature film comments on. People can they can find me that way, they can go to Congo Vision. I think we have a link there. So write in, let us know what you think, listen to the station, call in, chat. But for me, it's not about me. It's about the fact that there's you with Congo Vision, there's the Congo Global Action, there's all this layers on the we have to communicate among each other and combine our resources instead of just working by ourselves you know, in our different areas. You know, you are what you are. I am where I am. But look at this connection. This is a connection that people are afraid of. This is a connection that's going to build our country one connection at a time. You guys, Vision, you've been there from day one. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you keep up. But I don't know, every time somebody comes out, I go to Congo Vision first, and you put one on here, and make sure it's true.
2: Thank you very much. You have the brain of your father. Yeah, we talk I to you later. I try, my
0: friend.
2: <laughs> All right, my Thank
0: friend. Thank you. Bye bye. <inaudible>
1: technology.
0: people who are coming to a live location from a nice cafe, Solar in L.A., on Franklin and Cahuenga. So, in the last many eight minutes of this show, hope you enjoyed the interview with Vision. Again, it was a re-cast of an interview I did with vision weeks ago. Hope you enjoyed it. It was very informative. Uh, we have a couple more shows, so check out the listing. Hope you guys can hear me, because I know it's kind of loud here. So, in our remaining eight minutes, let's kick in some music for you guys. Let's take it to the old, old Kofi Aluma Day, all right, let's have some fun, hold on, we got about eight minutes left.
1: La moitié, il t'as la parole. Tata yaoui, yo yo le péré, zambe a volé. Est-ce que biso soubate ou que la neige n'aille, ou que la ki pisse ou pote ou la se compatite à ta région, Oh, 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 yo tata yaoui, yo yo le péré, zambe a I've for you, okay,
4: Welcome to the Congo where the slayer slay and politicians robbing like every day for that diamond and gold, timber and oil. Can't forget the cold and you'll find in your cell phone and PlayStation. Yo, it's a crazy situation, but since y'all don't get it, let me give an explanation. See, the Congo so poor because it's so rich. All the minerals and the whole world, they want it. That's why you don't see it on the daily news. Cause you'd be outraged if you thought to abuse like one. Tanamo talk like Geronimo Pratt, son, in hopes that we can see some action. Action. Last year, it was only covered by Anderson Cooper. But I guess you had something else to do, bruh. The five nights it aired from 10 to midnight. Maybe if it was on Oprah, you'd have seen it ride. Right? But, oh, cover the Congo in 2005. Had Lisa Ling live on the scene, no lie. Said the violence here is the world's big secret. It was shown in broad day, but I guess you didn't peep it. Yeah, yeah, this is for Patrice the Mumba, Dr. Dabinga Wa Saeed, Dr. Dalila Wa Anybody out there fighting for the Congo to be free, yo, let's go. Welcome to the Congo, where the sleigh slay, slaying, innocent folks dying like everyday for all the jewelry we buy in the USA, sun And families, they don't stop breathing in morning. Welcome to the Congo, where the sleigh slay, slaying, innocent folks dying like everyday for all the jewelry we buy in the USA, son. And families, they don't stop breathing in morning. See, I've been talking about this since I was 8 years old, before Ye rolled diamonds from Sierra Leone. First I took the academic route and wrote a paper. Yo, was like, man, that stuff's too deep, so make it safer. So I I made it artistic and put it in a poem. Y'all was like, you ain't been on that Jam, so go home. So I made
0: it. All right, folks, we out of here. That was on my congo. Good night.